It's MMA Overdose with the Baby Gorilla. Slap it across the canvas, Mark. I'm telling you, this guy's insane. Mike the Body. I'm a goddamn doctor. And Hurricane Oz. The David Beckham of MMA calling it right now. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City, Utah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is MMA Overdose. We are here with Mike Stidham, yeah. the owner of the Ultimate Combat Experience. If you want to fight, well, <laughs> then you have to come over here and try to kick his ass. <laughs> come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Initiation. Oh, God, that would be kind of scary. I don't know. It's like you, you've been doing, like, what, kickboxing back in the 80s? Yeah, back when the mullets were in, man. I used, to, <laughs> I used to sport my mullet in the ring, you know? Oh, man. I, yeah, actually, you did see a picture of that, too. Did you also have, like, a porn stash and everything? I never could grow a porn. I couldn't grow a mustache now if I tried even, so I could <laughs> grow one then for sure. Holy crap, dude. That's freaking awesome. It's like, yeah, I saw that picture. It's like, because you have that on your Ultimate Combat Experience website. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's just like you with your senior <laughs> picture, and you have, like, a mullet hanging out. It's I'm awesome. Like, wow. You're the only fighter that's intimidating that in that in that yeah, website yeah, yeah. with that mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had a Trans Am at that time. Well, I right? think the um, the uh, the suit was pretty pretty tight too. Don't you think? Uh, I think that was a polyester suit I had on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you went from a criminal justice major to the father of Utah MMA. What were your thoughts on that sweet bundle of joy named Ultimate Combat Experience? Well, you know, I was I was a cop for eleven years and. Um, I I, had held, I owned my gym at the same time, and, and one was making a much more money than the other, and, and the other was taking up all my time. And uh, so we just decided one day to, to do this full-time. And when I did, it was strange because, I mean, I was working full-time, and I had this gym, and all of a sudden I had all this time on my hands, and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just had to get a lot of ideas and, and ran with a few of them. And, and we didn't know. It was kind of out of ignorance that we tried to put this thing on TV. We didn't know you're not supposed to get shows on TV, especially shows like this. Right, right. You know, I mean, violence. I didn't think there was going to be anything that stopped us, but we walked in and pitched this uh, general manager or TV station, and he, he took the bait. Then we, then we turned around and said, well, now how do we produce this thing, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, somehow we got it on television. It was just dumb luck that we did, too. Was this, like, uh, on K-Jazz? That's where you first started No, we the show. started on the UPN affiliate. Um, it was Z24 back then. <laughs> and uh, back no, in the old days yeah, when mullets were ravaging, well, they don't even have UPN anymore. UPN and um, CW emerged, and uh, whatever. Yeah, they became CW, and then I don't know. It's my network now. I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, we we got it on television, and and they first they put us on in the middle of the night, and uh, you know we got a few followers, and we actually started getting numbers, which ratings numbers. And um, it was kind of unheard of because that station had never seen numbers. They didn't see numbers <laughs> uh, during prime time. So right. eventually they moved us into prime time. We were on at 9 o'clock in, in the evening, and we, had, we enjoyed great numbers back then. Yeah, I remember um, watching the first uh, couple episodes there, Big Follower. That was uh, – when, when exactly was that? That would have been, wow, 2003, I believe, 2003-ish. So when we got on there the first time, it was about seven, eight years ago, seven years ago. Okay. And obviously, he, you've grown tremendously since then. Yeah. Um, I remember I was out uh, on business in New York. 
small town, Ithaca, yeah. New York. And I, I was flipping through the channels in my hotel room, <laughs> right. and there was Mike Stedham. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> so how many, how many networks are you on currently? We're on in 13 different countries. I've had oh, people wow. traveling in Poland that have seen our show, and, and we're on in Israel. We're on in the U.K. I mean, we're on all over the world. Wow. And uh, we're on in every major market in the U.S. now. We just got pitched, picked up by Dish Network last year. You have to have their platinum package, but mm-hmm. oh. if you do, you'll, you'll see uh, Mav TV which is a, a network. It's kind of a Spike derivative, but it's a little edgier. I mean, they've okay. got more more skin. And, and, you know, Spike's kind of racy, but this is even a little racier than that. And, and they've had us since day one. We've been partners with them for a long time. And then there's another, um, a lot of the uh, independent networks belong to a network called America One Networks. And uh, so right. we're, we're seen in Honolulu, Hawaii, and some really small markets that, that belong to America One. That's got to feel good. It's cool, man. It's, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. We get, we get letters and phone calls every day. And I can always tell when we're airing because the phone just starts ringing off the hook because that you want to fight commercial comes on. And, and <laughs> we got people from Israel. People, and there's so many idiots that call. I mean, you'd have to, to listen to some of these. To real, uh, it's, there's some pretty funny stuff that comes across. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, so what was like one of the funniest calls that you ever received from somebody outside of this country who watched the show? You know, there's been so many. I can't think of any. I wish I could play a few of them for you, but there are, just, there are a lot of idiots out there, man. <laughs> it's almost scary. <laughs> it's like, I could take on you, Mike. Well, yeah, they, especially if they kind of hone in on one person. Right now, a lot of the calls, I want to fight that sugar loaf. I kick that sugar loaf's ass. So that's one of the things. If you get a guy in here that isn't that great, uh-huh. sometimes that brings everybody out of the woodwork. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to fight that guy, you know. So right. For a long time, it was Salvador Sanchez. They all everybody want to fight him. And I think I called a, a couple up. of times to want to fight Salvador yeah. Sanchez. <laughs> I was like, get that pussy in here. I'll hey, Jose, I think he's here. He's, he's right uh, playing yeah. around just in case he <laughs> it, was actually, it was a weird because there was always a wrong number when we called him back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Oh. <clears throat> So has anybody ever told you that you kind of sound like Ray Romano? No, you know what I've told, been told that is Kermit the Frog. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you know, you should actually do that one day. It's like just for your show. It's like grab a pop and be like, yeah, well, there, this is Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I do have, I do see, hear the Ray Romano thing though. I hear that. I, I've been told that, but. You know, I, <laughs> I just, I, I was hoping you would not kick my ass if I were to say that. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Ray gets laid a lot, right? Yeah. Oh we, yeah. We could take, oh, yeah. whatever. Ray can um, pull. Way awkward. Oh, Mike Stidham's going to kick my ass. <laughs> so, uh, kickboxing, it's like that's what you started off with, kickboxing, and now you're, uh, uh, you were talking about, uh, you weren't talking about it, but over the phone, you were telling me that you were going to be doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, showing them how, how it's done and all, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, what other, what other techniques? Uh, I, I started out wrestling, right? When I was uh, five years old, I, I wrestled since I was five and took second in state in high school. Um, when... when um, Weber State dropped their wrestling program. They dropped me because I had a full-ride scholarship up there. Oh, wow. So I didn't get a chance to wrestle in college. I went down to uh, BYU, tried out for their team, and I beat their varsity guy, but I uh, wasn't LDS, and it just didn't really fit. I, they weren't going to give me any. They were going to buy my books is what they were going to do, and I couldn't afford to go to BYU. So, <laughs> And at the time, that was the only wrestling in Utah. So it was over there, BYU. Yeah, so oh, that sucked. It's like, uh, do you feel threatened like uh, by promotions like Throwdown and Horns Elite, or do you feel like yours is basically the stepping stone to get into you know, bigger promotions? I, I don't feel one bit like their um, uh, competition, uh, you know, because they do something so much different than I do. They're trying to be that 
UFC junior. And we're not trying to do that. We're trying to be that guy down the street fighting that guy down the street. And, you know, we've seen some gems come out of that. We've seen the Josh Berkmans of the world come out of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that are fighting in those shows, they started here. Mm-hmm. And, but really what we're trying to offer is that entry-level guy to come in. And we'd love to see some guys stick around a little longer. We like to see the, 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 the level of talent in our show you know, get a little better at times. And it goes through waves right now. We're probably on a little bit of a downslide. <laughs> um, but it goes through waves. And, you know, we'll get some of that back. And, oh, God, we had Rico Rodriguez fighting our show last year. You know I mean? That's, yeah. He was the world UFC champion at one point. So, you know, I, I, I just – I really don't. I don't see those guys as competition. And I think there's a place in this state for all of us to, to exist. They don't necessarily agree with that. But, you know, <laughs> so be it. So you said, you know, you've had a lot of people come out here, like the Berkmans. Um, you know, uh, we had a guest on a couple weeks ago, Stephen Sharp, uh, Derek Downey. We've seen him here as well. Um, do you keep in touch with these guys? Do you have good relationships with them? Are you happy to see them move on, or would you like them to, like you said, stick around? And you know, we, we would. We, I've always felt from day one, when, back in the day when Razor was was part of the show, we really branded that kid. We, we mm-hmm. felt like this is a kid we can hang our hat on because nobody did it better outside the ring than Steve Sharp did, and few did it inside the ring better than he did. Mm-hmm. He knew how to work a crowd. When he got done fighting, I watched him. He'd go sit at every table, thank people for coming. Uh, solicit a sponsorship out of him, uh, he made, but he made friends with him. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and he, he made a fan base, and nobody did it better than him. So we put a lot into developing the Razor. We felt, you know, we we gave him a lot of airtime, you know, and and uh, uh, because we felt that was a kid that could take us places. Before him, there was Josh Berkman, you know, mm-hmm. that was a kid that we invested a lot of time in, and we thought he was a kid that could help the show, you know, go places. And and that was it, back in that day. That was what our our aspirations were. We wanted to grow with these fighters, and we wanted to one day be a bigger show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it didn't work out that way. They'd get about ten, twelve fights, and they would decide, well, we're too big for this. We're going to go elsewhere. That, what they didn't realize is. The, the the amount of money that we were investing in the show, trying to put them on television, that's that's where our money was going. Mm-hmm. They thought we were you know sticking in our pockets and they weren't getting any money. And well, these other organizations are paying us more. We were spending the money; it just wasn't being spent on them. It was spent, being spent on building their brand. And I think right. you know they've to this day, and I mean Razor's got a tremendous fan base in a large part because of the, his time he spent on this show. Yeah. I don't begrudge him. I don't begrudge these guys for leaving. But it seems like they feel they have to burn that bridge when they leave. It really kind of surprised me. You talk about a Derek Downey, you know, calls himself a gentleman, uh-huh. and you know he found it that necessary to get on my website and just trash me under an alias. He didn't do it under his own name, but I, I mean, all his friends told me who it was. And oh, it just wow. trashed me, you know, and this is a guy that I just had nothing but high regard for. I loved the kid. I mean, and he used to train at my gym for free, you know I mean? But this is, they kind of feel like in order for them to move on or in order for them to fit in in that next group, they've got to kind of, you know, stick the knife in me and, you know, leave on those terms. And for whatever reason, that's kind of been a pattern. Uh, do you still hold any 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 grudge towards them? Or no, I don't. You know, and in fact, no, absolutely not. If I saw Derek Downey on the, I'd give him a kiss on the lips. You know what I mean? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, love, I love the kid, and man, I'm watching him fight, and the kid's incredible. He's a tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. And Steve Sharp's the same way. You know, I mean, you know, I hear a lot of stuff they say about me. Man, it, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other because I'm I'm 42 years old, man. I ain't I ain't trying to run for student body officer. You know, I ain't, <laughs> I, I ain't trying to win any popularity contest, and it just really doesn't matter to me. But sometimes it filters down to my kids, and that bothers me because my, oh, my no. kids hear some shit that, be, that gets said, you know. But right. but other than that, you know, I don't I don't I don't begrudge them at all. So, uh, but there is one grudge though that you did actually yeah. mention to us off air, uh, Johnny Ritchie. It's like, how's your relationship with him? Let me tell you, if, 
if Johnny was on fire, I would pee on him to put it out. You know what I mean? Because that's. No, I'm just. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Now, you know, honestly, I don't begrudge. I, I don't wish any bad will on him. But Johnny, it, it's it's kind of a, a it's kind of a legal issue. He worked here. He signed a non compete agreement. And then he went and worked for an organization that was, you know, there was my competition at the time. And and, yeah. and along with him, he, he kind of took some some ideas and things that we were doing and, and took them over there. And and there was stuff that was kind of confidential stuff that we were trying to work on. And so right. you know, I, I just here, there's my my thoughts on Johnny. I, the kid really didn't do a whole lot when he was here in terms of actual Johnny's a great face and we made him that face you mm-hmm. know uh, but he didn't put a whole lot of time in behind the scenes and he kind of and I, we, we always let everybody think that he did right and you'll notice throwdown obviously found out he doesn't do a whole lot <laughs> because he's not there anymore you know so uh, that should give you a kind of a sense of what value they had for what he brought to the table. He, he really didn't bring a whole lot. Johnny at the core is a good guy. Again, I don't begrudge him. I, I, I miss our friendship. We were very, very close. Right. But, you know, he kind of shanked me, you know, and that's uh, something. I, I'm all about loyalty. If you're loyal for me to me, man, I'll, I'll give you the shirt off my back, you know. But, but uh, I don't but think I'll fit me. me. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know, like I'm just, too muscular. I'm sorry. Loyalty is probably the biggest thing uh, in, in my book that as far as character traits that I look for in people that I wish to associate with. So Johnny doesn't have that, so I would rather not associate with him. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. That's definitely fair enough. Now, I'm, th- I'm actually – this is actually true right here. I was uh, telling Mike and everything. I actually want to get into my first ever MMA fight in August of 2010. You know, just uh, one fight. It I call it my yeah. debut slash retirement fight. <laughs> 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 so I'm thinking about, like I said, I'm thinking about getting into the cage for my first ever MMA fight. Now, what are the chances of me hooking up with the ring girl? Pretty damn good. Christmas <laughs> can do it. Christmas can do it. You could do it. <laughs> uh, hey, if Daniel Grass can do it, you could do it. <laughs> oh, damn. For real? So he actually got uh, to do it? Man, out in Vernal, I'll tell you what. So those road trips. When we do road trips, you got to come, man. They're just uh, some things that happen on the road. Right. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Right. Yeah, they might even do two fights. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get on the road. <laughs> oh, Missoula, you're missing an eyeball. That's okay. I'm an MMA fighter. <laughs> Winnemucca. You know, uh, fact, that's kind of a funny thing because I, I, I've always felt if I could tax these guys for every time they got laid, if I could just get a nickel, I'd be, I'd be rich as, I used to go out and watch Josh Berkman just get woman after woman. And it was all, cause yeah, I saw you on that TV show, you know, I should get something out of it. You know, literally, let me smell their fingers. It smells That's like uh, rotten cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I met a couple of girls like that. It's just my story. It's a comic know, on the road. No, you're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go there with Jose. You don't want to go there. Idaho <laughs> So, okay, so, of course, you know, you it's like you hold no grudge towards anybody, and that's really cool of you. Now, uh, God, it's like there's a few questions I just really – oh, yeah, actually, no. I remember talking with Derek and Steve. It's like uh, they told us that you that, that you would always try to give out a mandatory nickname. It's like if you're going to be yeah, fighting yeah. In, in Ultimate Combat Experience, you have to have a nickname. Yeah. Right, and if you didn't have one, we'd give one to you. That was kind of the <laughs> deal, and you didn't want us to give that to you because some of them got the really shitty they, they ones. They didn't like it, yeah. Like what were some of the really crappy shitty uh, um, nicknames? The kid's last name was Palm. We named him Rosie Palm. <laughs> you know, we don't like that. Um, we had some guys that have just flat gotten pissed off at us, but we've we've given their nickname, and then they'd obviously come in the next week with a new one. So, so you just give it, give out it to them, yeah, yeah. 
Um, what's up? What was like one of the coolest nicknames that you have ever given anybody? Well, Tim the Pimp used to own a, <laughs> an escort agency, so you know it was kind of a suiting one, right? I remember him, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Tim I remember Tim good. the Pimp. Oh man, what's uh, what what? Let me just ask you, going back to to you know some some of your old fighters and. Who is the, I mean, we talked a little about, you know, Sharp, how you were able to brand him, and Berkman, I mean, obviously great fighters. Um, what is, who is the fighter that, that has most impressed you um, as, through your time here at uh, UC? Wow, that's, that's a good question. There have been a lot of them. Um, I've seen some guys just make total transformations in their lives. Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Wagner was probably one of them. The guy was a thug, an oh, absolute yeah. thug. In fact, there are guys to this day in, in, in Tommy, you see, uh, he's got um, Samoan tattoos on him right. because he belonged to a, a Samo- oh no, a TCG, excuse Tongan me, Tongan. Tong- yeah, he, he has TCG tattooed on him. There are Tongans that are as big as this room that are afraid of Tommy Gun. That guy was a badass, and, and literally, I, I don't know if he's got any body count or anything, but he's certainly got some people <laughs> that think he does, you know, yeah. and, and what a gentleman he turned out to be. You know, and he was a dumbass when he first started, too. I mean, he didn't need to train. He didn't need to do anything. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, I, that sticks out in my mind more than anything. You see a guy that, that just thought they were badasses. You know, and Mike Crispin's another one. He just thought he didn't need to train and didn't need to take a class ring. And they come in here and they realize real quickly, well, that's not the case. But Tommy Gunn not only transferred in, transformed in the cage, but he just transformed as a person. Super giving guy, family guy, you know. And it's, it's, it's fun for me to kind of watch that, thing, that kind of thing happen. Wow. Good, good. So as a promoter, uh, you, you know, you are expected to give the fans, you know, a really good show. Have you ever had a really bad show where you were just like kicking yourself in the ass and you're all thinking, damn it, why the hell did I put this guy's ass in Doing a doing, uh, show every week, we've had, we've had a handful of them. In fact, we had one in, in Ogden. I think nine people showed up too. Nine Ooh. people showed up. Whoa. And it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> we've had shows where the place was packed and it sucked ass. And literally one time at uh, Bliss, um, we went around and gave everybody bounce back passes. Said, man, you can come to our next show for free because this one sucked so bad. Oh, no. it, was, it was one of those where, man, three-second chokeouts and, you know, I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was real bad. So who would be, like, one of your worst fighters at this time? I don't want to throw. <laughs> no, just do it. You know what? Just do it. You know what? No, reason, they will, the if they listen to the show, the they'll be like, okay. I don't want to do that. Is it takes some balls to get in there, man? It really does. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you've never done it, it fucking takes some balls just to get in there. And some of these dumbasses keep doing it, though. Is what I don't. Do. <laughs> they keep doing it, and they're just horrible, and they just get the shit beat out of them. So I don't know, man. No, no, no. I think I think it's the, it's the you know you were good, but just not good enough yeah, yeah. they keep thinking oh well you know i was good, good. Yeah. yeah they cut the rest out yeah, and it's it's like, like, do, do my you like, wife she hears half of everything you oh, say or, when i had a wife <laughs> <laughs> it's like do you do you usually play the father figure whenever they lose it? it's like uh, yeah i know you were good you were good i hey, did it no. first man i did it first i don't anymore i'll tell you <laughs> straight up you suck man. <laughs> we're taking up my airtime yeah, i gotta too, go yeah. here's a couple of dollars get a cab just get out of here is to go play UFC Undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys are more meant for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, well, I'm that type of guy. You know, it's like actually uh, we had a, a new person, uh, Sanisha. He's mm-hmm. actually, he, I think he does MMA. Um, well, actually, he does. Sanisha Adamovich? Adamovich. Okay, um, all right, yeah. Severe. Yeah. What happened to Sanisha? Huh? He disappeared one day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like well, uh, well, it's like he found out I was going to be doing it in August of 2010. Uh, He's trying to bulk up. You know how it is. <laughs> it's like, who would you put me up against? You know, a, a low class like me, no skills in anything. 
It's like, who would you put me up? Who would you set me up with? Which fighter? We would try to find somebody with a similar background that hadn't fought before. To me, to me, some of those the best fights we've had are guys that just weren't that skilled, but they went out there and slugged it out, and they did their thing. So that's what right. I try to do. I try to get your application. I try to find something I can put next to it that looks comparable. I mean, wrestled right. a little bit in high school, whatever, you know, and, and right. I'm lifting weights now. I mean, that's what we try to do is try to match you up that way. Can you, like, hook me up with maybe somebody with no arms, no legs, like that <laughs> one fight that, yeah. in Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to win the people who respect me in, you know? <laughs> All you want is the respect. All I want is the yeah. respect, Mike. You know, it's like yeah. maybe a couple of missing eyeballs, whatever. That it doesn't really matter. For you, man. <laughs> if, if you can do that, I'll I'll be like, you know what? Slamming up right now, Sid. I'm, I am ready to kick some sure. ass. You look at Chrisman's signature on the website. It's me one, elite zero. He hangs on to that one victory. You know, you can walk around with my, I'm undefeated. Right? <laughs> oh, dude. I'll <laughs> be that armless guy up. So who? So it's like with organizations like Throwdown, Horns Elite. I, I don't think Horn has any belts. It's like, does UCE have a have a title? I mean, it's the way we kind of run it. We've it's changed. We used to give belts every six weeks. Whoa. Uh, we, excuse me. We'd give cups at the end of every six weeks, and then the cha- at the end of the year we'd do a tournament of champions where all the champions from the six week tournaments came back and fought for the belt. We'd do it annually, so it wasn't something that you had a belt and then you had to defend it that kind of thing. Well, now what we're doing is we've we've taken one weight class and we'll run it consecutively until the brackets are done, and we'll award that belt, and then we'll do a different one. So you'll still have that belt for a year, but a different belt will be given every. Six weeks, basically, for a different weight class. Oh, what so happened? We kind of feature a different weight class. Oh, do you guys still do that, or yeah, mm-hmm. still, that's yeah. the way. Well, what happened? Now. We we were doing. We just did the light heavyweight one with Hank Weiss one, and as we were about to start the uh, welterweight division, that's when the uh, the venue that we were in lost their liquor license. Oh, and the so hotel. they put us out of business for a couple months. So we've been. Yeah, they just got it back last week. So yeah, uh, so we got to get things back running. I've still got a belt somewhere here to give somebody, but we just didn't have anybody to give it to. Oh, you know, you could give it to me. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you know, if you really need to give it out to somebody, I mean, give it out to a person you know who's okay. been undefeated. Why not? Yeah, you're undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm undefeated. I'm zero and zero. It's like call me old-fashioned. You are the man. I am the man. I'm the baby gorilla, man. <laughs> That's what I really want to do. I want to get in the in the ring and have a, like a really cool attire, and, you know, just be able to like pounce my chest and everything. Oh, I think that'd be That's sweet. Awesome. <laughs> and, you know, That's just the best part of it. Man. I know. And and then you, that was the other thing that Steve Sharp did really well. But he 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 did all the facets of fight game. I got a lot of respect for Steve. He he put as much time into the, his entry into the ring as he did training for his fight. You know, what I mean, the, the kid puts on a show. You know, and there are a few guys that have done that. Uh, and and if more guys would get that, they would do much better in this game. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what? I do actually want to propose an idea for you, okay? Now, this is a freaking awesome idea. You're the promoter. You could decide I'm whatever. I man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you love it. You know, it's like you're the promoter. You can decide whatever uh, entrance music you want any fighter to go into, right? Boy, George, do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> just give it to somebody. Just put it out there full blast. It's like, yeah, boom. That's, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that, dude. That would be sick. Yeah. I'll be rooting for that guy the whole we time. We had a guy came out in a pink uh, fedora. He called himself Pretty in Pink uh, Dorado. And the guy ended up being pretty damn tough. He almost knocked Salvador Sanchez out cold. Ooh. Wow. I... He came out as so. What you need is a pink. Uh, <laughs> you need to get that outfit from him if you wanna yeah. wanna stand a chance. I just want to be able to wear something really cool. <laughs> That's all I really want. I just want the entrance. Get those super tight shorts. Oh hell yeah! I, mean. I want to wear GSP thongs. Yeah, that's really that's <laughs> what I really want to do. Actually, that's what we got him for uh, for uh, for his birthday and stuff. We were just kind of like nice. fucking around with him, <laughs> and so we just grabbed some thong, man thongs, and we just put GSP, <laughs> the official GSP thong. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tried them on once or twice. You yeah. know, it was fun. <laughs> His girlfriend was like, oh, God, he looks so sexy. <laughs> so I thought me and GSP, I mean, we're pretty much identical. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. It's like the thong said, just make her tap. Great, <laughs> great little slogan on that. Unless you look like GSP, even your woman doesn't think you look good in that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope not. Um, Mike, so you, you, I mean, you started, uh, you've been in the game a long time. Um, do you, for those people who don't know, do you have professional fights or is these all amateur fights? Are they all sanctioned pro, professional? We do pro fights. Uh, in fact, here in Utah, legally, until last year, you couldn't do an amateur fight. It was illegal. And oh, so okay. that's why it, it's so muddled that there are guys that have no business calling themselves a professional fighter that have to be. They're professional fighters, and they can never go back. Once they've accepted that $100 payment, they mm-hmm. can never go back. And the state made us start paying these guys uh, about six years ago and because it was illegal to do it. If you fought amateur, mm-hmm. and it, it was a Class B misdemeanor. Oh wow! And for me to put it on was a Class B misdemeanor, and it was just so strange how it all went down. Um, they didn't want anything to do with this for years. I used to go to the boxing commission meetings, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd sit there every month, and and they wouldn't even let me talk. I tried to say something, they wouldn't let me talk, and and they finally one time the athletic commission they went back to the ABC meeting, and they came back and said, "Hey man, these other states are making money off these guys." Mm-hmm. So they decided, "Hey, let's make money off these guys," <laughs> and when they did. They just didn't know what the hell they were doing. And, you know, they came and started making rules that just made absolutely no sense whatsoever. And one was that, that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't find amateur. You couldn't do anything amateur uh, in Utah. Because this, what happened, Pete Suazo, if you're a boxing guy, right? Pete Suazo, uh, was a, he was a senator, and he died tragically in a, in a four-wheeler accident. Well, right before he died, he was writing this piece of legislation that was going to get money for amateur boxing. It was called the Pete Suazo Act. And, and in it, it said to do any unarmed combat, because they didn't even know about MMA back then. They right. said boxing was what they were talking about. You had to either be a professional or be a member of USA Boxing. Right. So... Obviously, USA Boxing wasn't going to let us in as a mm-hmm. membership, so we had to be professional. Otherwise, it was against the law. And, right. and they were so hesitant to change that law because they wanted to respect Pete Suazo's memory that that stayed on the books for years, for mm-hmm. five years. You know? and, and it was tragic. It was you know, unfortunate because some of these guys, like I said, they had no business being pros, and they had to go fight in other states. They couldn't fight amateur there. They would have to... They'd have had to fight pro and get their asses kicked, yeah. you know. And they, they got that hundred dollars, though, you know. Yeah. Aren't they actually passing a law where they they're trying to uh, like get amateur boxing legalized here in Utah? Well, they're they're they passed it now that you can do uh, excuse me that you can do um, amateur MMA now, but the problem is that's only for the brand new guys. And who do you put them against? Because the guys that have already fought and had made that hundred dollars, they've lost that amateur status. And what I proposed to them was give us a grace period. Go back two years or five, mm-hmm. three years and say, look, the guys that made less than 500 bucks, you're not really a pro. Let's let them choose. If they want to stay amateur or go pro, let's let them choose. But they won't do that. And the reason they won't do it is because the ABC won't recognize it. They said, nope, once you've made a dime, you're a pro, oh, yeah, which is yeah. kind of shitty if you ask me. It's just it's yeah. kind of stupid. But yeah, because, you know, maybe I would want to fight somebody that I saw on TV getting his ass kicked, and well, now yeah. I don't even have that <laughs> chance. You have that opportunity unless you want to be a pro. Well, no, no, it just boils down to your amateur fighting experience is, is when you're training, really. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're basically telling me right now that pound for pound, 
I'm the undefeated amateur fighter. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No more math there. (laughs) So, so like, what's? I don't know if you can actually even discuss money wise on how much a fighter makes, but what is the usual? What is the average amount? We we have a pay scale. If you if you fight less than five fights, you're going to make a hundred bucks regardless, win or lose. Um, once you've had some fights, you can you'll make five hundred bucks with us. Basically, it's three hundred to show, two hundred to win. We're not we're not in a position to pay. You know, we we do our shows in much smaller venues than than the throwdown shows and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and we just don't make the money, the revenue to pay any more than that. So five hundred bucks. It's and then when you, if you win our tournament, it's another thousand. So wow. you know, you, there's a little bit of money out there. It's not it's not substantial, but we've always you know tried to help guys get sponsorships and you know that's where they make their money if you're mm-hmm. on television and 50,000 people a week are watching you on television then there's some value in that so we, we try to get a money it's just not coming out of our pockets you know oh, so um, what is the uh, as far as how often a fighter can fight is it the 45 days is in Utah it's seven days for MMA you can fight within in fact it's six so if you fought on a Friday you could fight or on a Saturday you could fight the next Friday and there's a physical required before that next fight or is yeah, it you just have to, yeah they have okay. to do physical before all the fights but yeah and you can actually find that form on your website uh uh, UC Combat? It's Ultimate Combat. Ultimate Combat. Close enough. Yeah. UltimateCombat.com. Yeah. Uh, UCombat.com gets you there as well. Just, so. Okay. Okay. Here's uh, here's my last question here, uh, Mike. It's over already? No. No. It's, it's close. It's not <laughs> even over. But here's my last uh, serious question here. So okay? this is, is foreplay is over. Yeah. You know, foreplay. Well, the- <laughs> yeah. A little bit of foreplay. Right now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Right. Whatever. You know. Omoplata style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to do one. I just like uh, pronouncing it. It sounds name. cool, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I would love to change the coolest. name. I like Gogo Plata a little Go-Go bit more. Gogo Plata, yeah. I know. It sounds <laughs> I more like a 1970s sitcom. Gogo Plata time. All right. So let's say I was in your promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And I had like about 10 fights. Then somebody wanted me to be in the Mormon movie and had to back out on my last fight. <laughs> now, my question, would you be mad or would you be like, okay, maybe I'll get him in later? Uh, you know, it happens every week. I mean, literally, what what we see on Monday as our fight card versus what we see on Friday as our fight card, it never looks the same. It happens all the time. And it used to, yeah, it used to piss me off. And, you know, really, um, some excuses are better than others, but it it's happens. We realize, look, we're paying you guys 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. We realize you have families. We realize you have lives. We realize you have jobs, you know. Um, Life gets in the way, you know. So, uh, for the the good thing is we've got backup guys that'll step in. You got a sugar loaf that'll fight any week. You know, he'll fight anybody anytime. And we've got a bunch of those kind of guys. They do this for a different reason. They're not trying to get to the UFC. They're just trying to have a good time. They're trying to have fun. It's fun for them. Uh, so. Fortunately, we have them to take your place when when that happens. Well, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody can take my place. God. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to replace Jose in the Mormon Mexican <laughs> monster or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, and of course, you have a lot of female fights, though. So. Do you guys, I mean, I a lot of, I mean, no disrespect to, uh, towards the women and stuff, just because, you know, I mean, Gina Carano is freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but... Um, She's somewhat of an anomaly. There aren't very many hot ones. I'll tell no, you. Oh, actually, I, I saw a second one. I was actually yeah. on MMA Junk and I saw a second hot chick, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty hot, yeah. Latina." And of course, you got that one chick that's going to be fighting Brittany. What's her name? She's going to be fighting the upcoming Strike Force. I mean, uh, Strike Force uh, Throwdown. It's like I forgot her name, Tanya or something. I don't know. She's pretty hot. Uh, are a lot. It's like your last big event had like two girls going at it, right? Mm-hmm. How was that? 
It was, you know, people like that. I mean, we, we get a crowd. People want to see chick fights. Um, you know, what I like about it is girls are so much more passionate about their training and about their approach. I mean, they, it's real for them, and it's genuine for them. I see so many guys that get jaded or whatever, but girls, they, they fucking mean it, man. And, it, and wow. for, to get them to punch each other in the face, they fucking mean it. And they're going <laughs> to they're they're give you 150%, and they'll put on a show. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I love – Training women because they look better and they smell better, but, <laughs> but, but they they actually they they have timing, they have rhythm, and they're so passionate and they're loyal as fuck too. You, I mean, I've I've had I've always had like a core group of women fighters and they're always loyal. They they would kill somebody if they did something to you. You know, they're just it's so I, I just think they're so much more passionate by nature. Man, you should actually set me up on my first fight with a chick. You got it, man. I got a few that might whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be the Andy Kaufman of MMA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to get you in the ground and pound you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you are on birth control, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to put on the go-go plata. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you, you obviously are promoting. Do you, are there any promotions out there that you watch that you get into? Um and what is your what is your feeling on some of these other promotions like UFC and, and Dana White, the big character that he is? I love Dana White, man. I'm a huge fan. I think the guy's done phenomenal things for the sport, and I hear a lot of people be critical of him, but man, look what he's done, you uh-huh. know. And and yeah, I would I think he's he's a, a phenomenal guy and a phenomenal businessman. So um, the UFC, I follow. You know, um, I really don't follow many of the other ones, and it's quite frankly in in the in the past the reason was is. I was trying to put a show together every week, and I just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And then when I had time off, the last fucking thing I want to do is watch a fight. You know, <laughs> and just you know, when my time off, I wanted to spend it with my kids. I didn't want to spend it watching Strike Force or anything else. Right. The UFC guys, though, I mean, they've done such a great job of building characters, and you know, and uh, that you actually get to know them a little bit, and you, so you can follow them on a personal level as well as, well as you know their professional careers. You get, they're good guys, they're bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. the ones you like, the ones you don't like. So I think they've done a better job than anybody else of doing that, and that's why, to me, it's compelling to watch them. But, yeah, I have a hard time getting into any of the other ones. In fact, I don't even know 90% of the guys that are is on Throwdown's coming up show, you know, and, and mm-hmm. because the first show they did, they were all ex-UCE guys, and I knew yeah. who they were. And now I don't recognize a lot of the names, and, you know, I don't know if they're any good. I don't know if they're good matchups. I mean, people are raving about that car and I'm looking at it going well, I have a bunch of no names to me I don't know who these guys are you know I don't know well that's always a good thing right there I tell you that uh, it, what, are you doing anything for like television uh, I mean you're still doing the course of the ultimate combat experience are you going to be doing something kind of uh, similar to the let's say the ultimate fighter or well, it's like because that was uh, one of the rumors I also, uh, I also heard was that you were going to uh, that you were trying to pitch out a new television show right. that involves MMA. I'll tell you one one thing that we did do um, is we broke into the Hispanic market last year. We started broadcasting in, in Spanish, and we're on uh, Bustos Media, and mm-hmm. that's the reason why I told you earlier that there it's Little Mexico in here at <laughs> six o'clock. We, it's been really good for us, and the Hispanic community has embraced our show and, and it's done very very well so that kind of swayed us away from what our original plans were and we're still working on that um doing uh it's it's not an ultimate fighter it was taking a step backwards in fact the ufc is the ufc and we are what we are and w- our idea was to just get that that guy that first time he comes in right. capture that on film 
follow him home and f- capture him telling his wife he's going to fight and her telling her he's fucking crazy. You know? <laughs> and uh, capture him going to work, you know, and, and then and what we're going to do is we'll get two guys. We'll set them up. We're going to follow one guy. Let uh, We've got such a great relationship with the Mushin guys. We're going to let them train one guy. We were going to train one guy and just follow the whole thing and, and f- take them all the way to their first fight where the ultimate fighter takes them all the way to their first UFC fight. We're going to take them to their first fight. And, and wow. I think to me, there's going to be some pretty good television there. I really do. I think you're going to see some stuff where, uh, where you're going to see the personal side of it. And, and it's, like I said, it's hard. It takes a lot of balls to do this. And you'll see a lot of emotion. You'll see some guys chicken out. You'll see some guys you know, uh, go through with it. But I think there'll be some good, pretty compelling television with that. So are there... Um how come I didn't get a call for that? Well, I was going to say, you want to you get some good television, follow this guy around for yeah. a day. Well, that's it. You know, there's so many guys out there, you don't realize they are characters in their real lives. And that's, that's, that's what reality TV is, man. Yeah, it's just following regular people in their real lives, and it's compelling. But, but uh, for us, it was that the, the ground rules were you could never have trained anywhere before or have never fought any before, ever before. So it had to be completely brand-new guy versus brand-new guy. And, of course, we were going to have a tryout to where we could see, oh, that brand-new guy is a little bit of a cream puff versus that cream puff. You know, and if this other guy you know, looks like he may have wrestled in high school or right. something, we'd try to match him up with a similar-type kid. But, but yeah, that's, that's the concept of the show. And we've, done, we've actually shot a lot of the preliminary stuff, a lot of the, um, the, the stuff with the motion guys and things like that. Right. We just haven't cast the show yet, um, although we did do a casting call we've got a bunch of guys that we would like to that we think are going to be very promising but i did i got kind of got sidetracked because the hispanic thing became so big so right. fast um we just kind of got sidetracked <laughs> oh wow you should have called me on this one i yeah. could have been there he's like yeah so the hispanic anyways. guy and the new <laughs> yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. two roles man well, it would awesome. been orale, so anyways right <laughs> he's like i was driving yeah. in my low rider you know i told my wife i was like i'm gonna be fighting him <laughs> shoot We'll have to cast the wife, too. We'll uh, yeah, we have to cast the wife, too. Uh, of course, I don't have a girlfriend or anything, so I'll probably go on Craigslist for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, if that's cool with you. And then she could have a kid or so and be like, hey, Poppy, what are you doing? <laughs> that reminds me of a joke I played on Johnny Ritchie once. I got to hear this. <laughs> we, uh, you've been on Craigslist, obviously, and there's the, <laughs> the men on men one. <laughs> anyway, I... Oh, I, I you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went on there and said I was Johnny Ritchie and put his phone number on and <laughs> a bunch of dudes started calling me, man, you really up for meeting up tonight? He's oh, like, what are you no. talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, bro- the problem was I did it on my iPhone and at the bottom it says from Mike's iPhone uh, and the right. emails that I was sending, so that's how he figured out it. Oh. He calls me, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where the hostility came from, yeah. Mike. Not a bit, not a bit, man. <laughs> He's like, what's the real reason why you hate Mike? Well, it, it could have something to <laughs> do with Craigslist. <laughs> it's just like, you know, nothing that big, but, it, you know, it's like people have my number and they're calling me on dates. Uh, yeah. It's something about a poor John. <laughs> <laughs> poor <to> John. <laughs> it's just a theory I have. Yeah. It's like, so this show, uh, it's so you already started the whole preliminary rounds and everything. So you already have your the people that you're going to choose for casting on right. who you're, who you're going to be following. Now, how are you going to be are, – are you going to also talk to their work to see if it's okay to film there? Is yeah, there... some places uh, you can't film. You know, they've, they've got – if they work at some corporate uh, type places, uh, they have restrictions on where, you, where you, you, know, you can and cannot film. In fact, if you work at a lot of the, the national food chains, they won't let cameras in their place, you know. Right. But, yeah, it, that's part of the screening process too. You know, we have to have access to you and we have to – and, and and again, we're looking at 
we want some something kind of interesting. If you're if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, that might not be that interesting. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're looking for a job that's the whole, it's the whole package, not only just. And that's really how the UFC does their stuff too. People bitch about how they who got selected to the show. They're looking oh, for yeah. characters, man. They they wanted a certain type of guy to be there, and the, the guy that's going to make trouble in the house. You know that whole thing. And yeah. and I, 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 I I'm not a big fan of it, but I watch a lot of the real world and that kind of stuff just be, for that reason <laughs> because I kind of see how they cast the show. Yeah. And and what makes it compelling you know and and i'm, I'm pretty much over it I, I just can't stand watching that shit anymore but, <laughs> but it's uh but, but the I girls are where they're going with it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the girls get kicked out yeah. well that's over you got to put mark on the show then so you can start trouble with the guys at the house yeah he's yeah. the troublemaker oh, yeah. oh that'd be awesome it's like the guy could be working at a burger place mark will just apply over there and be like oh <laughs> shit i'm ruining your burgers <laughs> your ass is gonna get kicked three months <laughs> from now asshole <laughs> No, that sounds that sounds really cool. Um, so you're kind of expanding that way. Uh, any other things that you got going on where, where you're kind of expanding, or are you just kind of focusing on the show right now? And well, the the other thing that we started doing was these these. You know, I told you about the the progressive tournaments that we do, and we feature in the in the uh, the, the tournament. I don't know if you watched any of the recent episodes where we've we've actually followed Mike Crispin around, and, we, and so you've got this right. tournament that progresses to a championship. But we wanted to build characters out of the guys that are in the tournament and kind of get to know who you like and and kind of cheer them on through the brackets. and And I think it was pretty cool stuff when you look at Lima Pule. I mean, that guy's a cool guy. Everybody thinks of him as this gangster thug, and he's just mm-hmm. a I do. He's a mellow, cool guy, man. <laughs> and you saw him kind of interacting with his female boss at work, telling her how sweet she is and trying to butter her up a little bit. You, know, you just saw this the different side of Lima. And, and you're going to see as um, – we, we move on through this tournament, uh, you're going to see a, a similar episode for Hank Weiss and, and John Kafer and some of the other guys that were in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there's some pretty good stuff that we've got on film for that. So, so do all your fighters, here, all your fighters that, that are on your show, um, they don't all train here. Hmm. Do you have any maybe conflicts with other gyms? Locally, there are some gyms. It's kind of you know with with the the, the throwdown and the elite guys. They've kind of people have felt like they've had to take sides or you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, to me, that happens. It's happened a lot of times over the years where. I don't know, there were other promotions that came into town promising the world that they were going to, you know, pay so much more than we paid, and then they did a show or two and went out of business, you know, mm-hmm. because they can't afford to pay that much. They realized the hard way, and and so some gyms have just said, you know, hey, we're not going to let our guys fight there uh, because you don't pay enough, and other gyms have said, you know, look, you know. We're, we just want our guys to get fights. You know, right. We want to get, let them right. get, get some experience. So I don't have any gyms that we don't allow anybody from there, but there are gyms that won't support the show. Uh, you know, but if they decided they would, we'd let them in, you know, no problem. Wow. So, uh, of course, you started the Combat Cartel, yep. right? It's like, do you just select anybody? I mean, it's like, is there like – how, how does one get to be part of the combat cartel? We actually had a tryout for that. Uh, we had the guys from, at the time, the Army was one of our sponsors, and they came out and did a boot camp and made these guys go through hell. Holy it shit. was tough. It was a good, it was a great work, uh, a tryout. And um, and some of the guys, uh, they didn't make it on the team because they weren't able to come to practice enough. You know what I mean? So we weeded right. out some guys that weren't serious about it, and, and it's it's really been weeded down to where it's just a handful of guys now. At one point, it was you know 30-plus strong, but uh, we've weeded it down, and really – what we want to do with that team is we want to have all 30 guys training and aspiring to be on the team, but you're going to have to meet some certain requirements in order to do so. So so what's going to be some of these requirements that you're going to be asking them to do? Well, part of it is just, you know, you've got to be at the gym X amount of hours. You need to be – some of these guys don't think they need jiu-jitsu class or they don't think they need – my stand-up's good enough already. My God, if you're knocking out, you know, uh, some top world-class guys, then your stand-up's good enough. But mm-hmm. – 
you can always learn, you know. And right. uh, some of these guys don't think they need boxing or they don't need the wrestling class, you know. And so that's the biggest thing for me. You, you need to commit to being to training and getting better at the places that you're not good and, and improving the places that you think you are good. And that's, I think that's a common mistake that these guys get is they think that they're too good. Ah, oh, my jits is good enough. Or, oh, my ground's good enough. Or, Nobody's taking me down yet, so I don't need wrestling. Well, maybe you haven't fought a good wrestler yet, you know. Do, right. do you, like, put them in check? Do you just, like, you know, are you and me in the ring right now? I'm pretty candid with these guys. Yeah, I do. I mean, these guys, I don't, I'm 42, but I don't have a problem getting in the ring with any of these guys around here, and I'll do it. You know I mean? <laughs> I have no problem with it. And if, and if I can't do it, I'll just get Sienna Pua to do it. And, you, know. <laughs> you know what? You get Sienna with me. I'll show him a thing or two about respect. I beat Brock Lesnar in UFC Undisputed 2009. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> all right, Mike? That's what I heard, man. I heard you were legendary on that. Freaking A. That's all, that's all I'm saying, Mike. It's like, I'm just tough. I know how to, like, throw a punch or two. You know, it's just old school style. Old English. Old school. <laughs> that's what I do. Old English. Old English style. Oh, okay. Oh, so, it's like, and of course, it's like, last time I was actually here, you you were, uh, you would do a lot of these, uh, the commentary, like, Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. after the fights and everything, right? Is that how you usually do? You just do the commentary and then you edit it into the actual right, fights, right? Right. You know, if you've been to a live show, I'm doing about 15 things at a time, including announcing the the show live. Um, what well, one of the other things we're doing is we we've got a uh, a radio show that we're going to start doing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be kind of a pregame uh, for the radio or for the, the that fights. night's fights, right? Um, and so that puts a lot on your plate. And so the, a lot of the stuff, the commentary is all post production. We do the stand ups that we call them. You know, was we introduce the fights. We used to do those in the ring. We now do that post production back here in uh, in the gym. Um, so it's just a lot. I just think. It makes it a lot cleaner and a lot easier. A lot of times when you're there at the show, there's just so much going on that, you know. Right. And sometimes I'll have a drink or two at the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should do it while you're doing the radio show. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to. The, the state actually made a law. They should have called it the Mike Law. You, that promoters can't drink at shows now. What? Because of me. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do my I own little combat thing. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really affect any of the other promoters in town, but it did me. <laughs> It's like so. Anyways, Mike ruined everything for us by turning yeah. out the show. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel? Um, you know, picked on since I you were the. I mean, you were the first to do it in Utah. I, I don't um, feel picked on by other promoters by any means. Um, I do. I, I have been kind of the target of the athletic commission at times. Uh, right. And right. there's certain members of the commission that. They just don't like me, you know. Let's be honest, and I don't really like them either. I think there's one particular guy's a total asshole, and, and, and I really think his ego is so big it's ridiculous. And I hope he listens to this, but but he's an idiot. He's well, an absolute idiot, and it's all the the rules that he makes are they're nonsensical, and he makes it you know strictly to try to to uh, come at me. And unfortunately for him, I think I've. I've got a good. A lot of these commissioners, when they first come in, he'll chirp in their ear, and they'll so they'll approach me with this kind of a guarded, you know, stance mm-hmm. because oh, we've heard this guy's a bad guy, and it doesn't take very long before they realize, you know, this guy works his ass off, and and he does a lot to try to make this sport grow, and and so maybe you weren't so you know accurate in, in your assessment of him. So and anytime you get a new guy in, right. it takes a little time to to groom him. But it's it's I would say every one of them, but one guy, they're good guys, and they really do want to see the sport grow uh, and and get better. And so, uh, yeah, I feel that I've, I've been picked on at times. I've been a target of some of their stuff, but but uh, I don't know that it's really anything going on currently. 
you know what? Fuck it. Get him in the cage. <laughs> you know, I'll just be like, you know, I'm Mike Stidham. You get in the fucking cage right now. And then you give him a couple of kicks to the face. And then you're like, you know what? Commission this. Pow. <laughs> but you don't know how many times. They, there, there have been a few times when the, the, the current director, uh, his name is Bill Colbert. <laughs> this no, is that's the guy not Colbert. We'll edit it on the show. Uh. He, he, he uh, well, he... <laughs> he'd never been in a bar before. He'd never. He was. He was a rocket scientist, and I'm saying literally, he was a rocket scientist. Oh, wow. And and he knew nothing about fighting, and he was kind of put in this place for political reasons. But the guy is kind of socially retarded in the sense, <laughs> and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. No, right, I'd say this right. if he was sitting right here. He doesn't know how to deal with the thuggish kind of guy. I mean, he talks to them like they're his young children and yeah. there's been a couple of times where these guys were seriously going to kill the guy i mean i had to talk a guy out of going outside and killing this guy <laughs> holy shit and, and so you know i don't think you realize that these guys aren't i mean they're probably in prison the last 10 years you know i mean yeah, they're not yeah. they're not in your ward you know yeah. they're, they're guys you probably should oh, and, and if you're not afraid of them yeah. at least be a little just treat them with respect you know because right, right. uh, yeah he almost did get killed a couple times and that's no lie there was one guy that literally was going to kill him one time oh, was it a mexican guy he was oh, i knew it <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't bring a knife in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's illegal. Yeah. You, you got to have like, it's like uh, you announce, of course, you're one of the announcers and you usually have a buddy who announces right. with you, right? Right. It's like, is it just anybody or do you just like, or is it a fighter or? I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's changed so much. And obviously, you know, Johnny Rich and I had great chemistry. I, I, I think, you know, we had, um, he was real good at letting me ramble on at times and, you know, cut me off when I didn't, you know, when I did. And, I mean, we just had really good chemistry. And, and I really found that chemistry since. Uh, the guy that I do it with now, Tony, he's been the TV show producer for so long. He knows exactly what needs to be done. And I think he he does a great job. He just doesn't know a lot about the nuances of the sport. And, wow. and I think we really need that type of insight. You know, you kind of have to understand what an Omoplata is if you're going to call – the action on a fight. You just kind of have to know that stuff. <laughs> and, and that's the only thing where he lacks. I mean, he knows it. I mean, he sees the moves. He understands what's going on because he's edited so many shows. Right. But, you know, the, the Mushin guys, Brian Yamasaki and, and Brandon Kaiser, they've been great. But it, it's hard to get guys that can be there every week. And that was the one thing that Johnny was there every week, you know. And, right. And uh, um, so, yeah, it has changed a little bit. And I'm, I'm still kind of looking for that person. You know, I think – <laughs> no, no you're an MMA fighter, but oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I could be like the Bill Gold. I could be like the Bill Goldberg of uh, of this show. I could be like John Madden, you know. And and if he hits him in the face, it's gonna get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the one thing that Tony does bring to the table. Is he knows who these guys are. He knows their backgrounds. You know, he he knows where this guy works and what he does. And so he brings that insight. Wow. But he, he doesn't have that ability. And suppose that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But right. if, you, if you watch a lot of sports, somebody's calling the action and somebody should be breaking down what's going on and it's hard for me to do both and have it really come off all that well well i'm just still trying to figure out where um mike goldberg fits in and you know uh, what? Yeah. i don't i'm not a mike goldberg fan <laughs> I, I i just love mike goldberg i think oh. he does funny it's the funniest thing he just it's comes funny but it's like it joe rogan's it, funny uh, mike, uh, yeah, goldberg but, is but he's out of his mind but if you can imagine that though somebody just comes up with something rambling it's like uh jose's originally from los angeles there's gangsters there <laughs> <laughs> that's what you hear from it. i don't yeah. i don't get it i really that's the one i never understood that and i never understood 
that the the tap out guys must have pictures of Dana White in some pink underwear or something because what? how did Dana White doesn't let anybody make a buck off the UFC oh, at yeah. all except uh, yeah. the UFC why did he let why does he let tap out in there why 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 didn't the UFC come out with their own clothing line until just a couple of years ago and why was it always tap out when that's such a huge revenue stream those oh, guys yeah. got right. those guys got pictures or something on Dana White man <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good guys don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. how did how did that happen well um punk ass went to a tony robbins convention oh, that's, that's what right. happened I think. <laughs> <laughs> well it worked man that's what you need to do mike yeah. we're gonna help you out here. you know what you go to a tony robbins convention and i swear you will be in one of his commercials okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell me one other entity that's made any money off the ufc besides the ufc other than tap out mm. nobody well i think Coors light when brock lesnar did his <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he got a freebie out that. And, and condom depot <laughs> <laughs> But those guys all, you know, they're paying big. The sponsors pay big money, but, um, but obviously the UFC doesn't want to start selling condoms. But they, do, <laughs> but they do sell merchandise. They yeah. do sell T-shirts and hats. And you never, literally, until just a few years ago, you didn't see the UFC brand being out there. It was always tap out. Yeah. Yeah, and that is actually true, huh? So I want the Wikipedia th- that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, go. That's a resource. Uh, that is my resource. <laughs> there, it's a great resource. Um, I'll put it down there. It's like uh, Tap Out has a picture of Dina White in pink underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Per MS. Yeah, I don't want that coming back to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you got um, obviously, you know, some of your fighters do end up getting sponsorships. Do you play as a manager at all to these guys, or do you just kind of help them out, kind of more of a? You know, this is what you should do. Maybe just your opinion to them. I, I don't play as a manager in the sense that I don't, I don't take any money from it. Right. Um, if I can get them money, I'll. It's that's their, their money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely, I help them. I I help them put their their media kits together and and I'll set up appointments for them. We get a lot of people calling us to sponsor. And they they don't really have a lot of money. Right. You know, a, a roofing place or something. So it's a good sponsor for a fighter. You know, that's right. something that's not really going to. And we'll give them as much exposure in the show as we can, right. uh, really based upon what our availability is or our veils are. But um, absolutely, I, I want to see these fighters do well. And I want to see these guys make money from our show. I really do. Uh, and some guys have made it some good money. Some guys have made some great money fighting in the show. Uh, just it's finding that right sponsor. And absolutely, that's something we do. And and Tony Tony will build him a website. He'll build him. You know, he do, we do a lot of stuff to try to help him right. reach that end. Well, you should definitely. That's great. Uh, that's great. I don't know. Have our show be sponsored one of their shorts or something. Yeah. Just for the heck of it, for free too. Because we're not going to pay. We're going to be like, you will freaking wear our shorts, goddammit. And you will knock them out. You will be happy with this. Jose is undefeated. I am undefeated. I will kill you. That's what I will say. It's like, I am. I look Samoan, but I'm really Mexican. But you think I'm Samoan. I'm tough. He's like, you don't want to mess with me. I have kicks as strong as boulders. I'm like Tyson Griffin. Except you're trying. Is almost as good as Birdsley's. You got some good trash <laughs> God, you know what? Yeah, put me in there. I will. I will be the puppeteer yeah, for yeah. one of your fighters. Sometimes Birdsley's trash talk. Yeah, you lost me. Uh, oh, it's great. Right? <laughs> it's great. It sounds mean just because your face is all mad yeah, looking, yeah. but nah, you lost me, man. He's like the <laughs> ultimate warrior of MMA. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the moons and the signs and everything of Buddy, planet I love Earth. That kid, man. That, that's a that's a classic character of the show, right? Yes, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he is. He is. Oh, I would love to wear an Ultimate Warrior mask when I get in the ring and yeah. just start rambling just for the hell of it. <laughs> it just to piss people. I won't even fight. I'll just go in there and be like, you know what? I'm done. That's my time. <laughs> <Good> night. <laughs> I just kick your ass in the trash talk. That's called Jason Allgaier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're almost out of time here. Uh, yeah. Mike, is there anything you want to promote or anything you want to say? 
Well, God. Um, <laughs> I like Craigslist? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, yeah, we're ba- starting back at the hotel. That we're going to be on Saturday, this Saturday, um, at 8 o'clock. And uh, we're going to be moving around a little bit. Club Vegas wants to do some shows over there. And, oh, whoa, uh, you're competing against Strike Force? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Club Vegas yeah, in, it, in Utah here. It, it's Salt Lake. <laughs> um, we're going to edit that. But. Yeah, but they're, um, you know, we're just going to kind of – the show's going to change a lot coming up here. So right. what I would really like to say is tune into the website because you're going to find a lot of information we're going to be disseminating there. Um, and the website's kind of been stagnant for a long time in terms of the content we put on the, the main page and that kind of stuff. Right. People go to the forum and they talk in there. But, they, you know, but the main page is going to become far more informational, especially if you want to follow the show a little bit. It'll tell you kind of where and, and how to, to get to us so all right ultimatecombat.com definitely check ultimate it out ultimatecombat.com well that's the end of the show hurricane Haas and myself mike the body cutting big here y'all take care and remember think of me when you go to sleep <laughs> 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 <laughs>